Kia ora te iwi. welcome back to Under the Whāraki, I am Tahu and I'm Anatola and today our episode is about pleasure, sex, shame, all kind of put into this beautiful little corridor we've got on today um, with our beautiful guests who I'll get to introduce themselves. So I'll pass it over to Shimudro. Kia ora, namaskar, uh, my name is Shimudro, um, I'm very excited to be here to talk to these wonderful people. Um, my background is um, my dad is from Bangladesh and my mom is Pakeha um, and her ancestors are originally from England, um, majoritively, and I have grown up all over the place, which is why I sound like this, but I've never been to America, probably never will now, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and that's why I sound funny because I went to an international schools, but I always put that yeah, out there because... Yeah. People are like, but are you American? No. Um, what else about me? Uh, I use they, them pronouns. Um, I'm a non-binary trans person. And I just like to talk about sex a lot. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We love, we love this conversation. It's mm. important. Yeah. Who doesn't love Who doesn't? Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've got a question. Yeah. Um, this is called the Yena Na Year Game. And you decide whether you agree or disagree with it. Okay? Here's the statement. Pavlova is overrated. Nah. Nah. Yena? Yena? Nah. You love it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you made it. Yes. I love to make yes. it. Yes, 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 yes. I have a special recipe for my mum. I love it. Yeah. Have over. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> We should make a banoffee pie, that's my top. Oh. Ooh. Mm. I am so with you, Tahu. <laughs> I think it's so overrated. I think it's, I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all right, mm. but also I don't even have pavlova nowadays mm. anyway. But I'm going to shout out, like, that there's so many beautiful dishes out there that I think Aotearoa should have as their, mm. their dessert dish. Mm. And I don't think it's necessarily Pavlova. It's so boring to me. She's just I know, I know. But I'm it's so boring to you. It's very white. That's what I'm saying. Literally. Like, it's a right. white, dessert. white on top. White on top. <laughs> and it's giving me very white supremacy. Um, <laughs> Why not? It's an um, oppressive cake, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an oppressive cake. It's my favorite dessert. Yeah, banoffee. Yeah, banoffee. I actually agree with that one. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's... Can you make a... Can someone make a vegan one? Vegan one. one. What about you? What's your favourite? Oh, there's a Tongan dessert mm. called Faikukai. Mm. When I tell uh, you, food from the gods. Mm. The gods were like, how do we make it the most perfect dish in the world? Mm. Let's put caramel and dough together and sugar and just... <sighs> and then just bring it to this to the human race. Mm. To the With Tongan otai. human race. Uh -huh. Oh, otai. Yeah. That's a drink. But yeah, yeah. but it's otai. also a dessert drink. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a dessert drink for sure. Yeah, otai. But if I get guys like, 
fuck is it's fuck. even in the name like oh. fuck <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. um so we knew, normally have a pop quiz mm-hmm. but we're just going to jump straight into it because i feel like this conversation is just mm. we're going to keep on flowing through yeah um, so, yeah sorry mm-hmm. you start your pronouns are they them mm-hmm. and you identify as trans non-binary non-binary yes and non-binary is no gender but also trans. Mm. Oh, so is the trans to non-binary? That is such a good question. And I don't think if you even look on the internet, you'll find an answer to that yeah, question. Okay. <laughs> I think it's um, a really good question to ask because every single person that you meet who uses words that are similar to that will have a different response. Right. So my reason for using those words is, um, and not everybody would see the word trans this way, and that is also completely fine. Um, but when I see the word trans it's like an umbrella term that encompasses many different ways of being in your gender so it would be like the opposite of cisgender so cisgender people would be people who identify with um the sex that they were assigned at birth basically yeah. and in in my view of the word trans that's everybody else yeah. who doesn't really vibe with the sex that they were assigned at birth right. um and that can include non-binary people or binary trans people who right. are like i'm definitely a woman, I'm a definitely woman. a man. Because I've only ever heard like trans male, true, trans true. female. Yeah, but trans non-binary. Yeah, absolutely. And it can seem like, a oh, wait, doesn't that cancel each other out? Um, but I guess if you're thinking about trans as like the opposite or the the, the other side of being cisgender, yeah. then anything underneath that is sort of trans. And I think for a lot of people, um, using that word is really sacred or really special. And so mm. um, like being respectful for me like it took me a long time to even use that word because i'm like oh i don't want to like say like that i'm trans if i'm not but like it's a privilege and a, a quite an honor to be able to use that word cool. um but so many people wouldn't even like right. use that word they'd just be like i'm a guy i'm a girl yeah. or i'm something else right um does that explain it a little yes, bit better it does it does <laughs> and then my next follow-up question yeah. that was <laughs> because we're talking about sex today and then sexuality, would you have a sexual preference as they them or as mm. non-binary? Because mm. then what are you, because you know there's straight or yeah. there's lesbian or gay. Yeah. And then what would you be attracted to? Yeah. Or does it not, yeah. That's and it can really be good. different for every single person. Eh? Exactly. And that's yeah. again, really good question. Because I think so many times we get confused between sexuality and gender. gender yeah. So gender being how you feel about your gender, your body, yourself, your spirit, your everything to do with you. Um, and that's how you're, you feel about your gender. So that would be like trans or non-binary or cisgender or all of those things. And then your sexuality is who you want to fuck, like who yeah. you're attracted to or who you don't want to fuck, but you find pleasing to look at or whatever. So yeah, it can get confusing because often you can be straight, but trans. Yeah. Or you could be like queer, like gay or bi or lesbian and be cisgendered. So right. they don't have to be at the same time, but they can be. And sometimes they are more at, like somebody would be maybe queer and queer in both senses. And right. queer is a fun word as well, because that can be, that can mean so many different things as well. Right. Um, but does that, because like, how do you identify, for example? I think, well, I identify, I identified as straight until I realized 
Um, but I'm still terrible, so I, sh I don't <laughs> identify as this because I didn't even know the word for it. True. But my fiance, I made a um, point that even if she was male, mm. I would be with him. Mm. Yeah. I was, so I was like more attracted to the wider mm. than anything. Like I always felt like I felt like she was, no matter who she was, mm. I was supposed to be with them. Yeah. I know that's what that's so beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and that's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah. It's the person. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter what's. So then yeah. I didn't know what this word was. Yeah. Oh, we said pansexual. Pansexual. That's yeah. Like how people. Yeah, but you don't really need a title. You don't need a title. Just yeah. falling in love with someone's mm. being, right? I think as a as growing up straight and that thing mm. where I'm so um, certain that I should be with this person, mm. um, I I think as a straight male, there's no real you don't come out as straight. Mm. Exactly. So it's not like it's ever been a factor I've thought about. You could. You could come out and be and like, straight. Hey guys, I'm straight, <laughs> guess everybody, what? just so you know, guys. Yeah, I guess no. what? <laughs> you could just break some barriers for some people. Be like, they'll be like, nah, eh, why nah, do we care? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, break some barriers or also just like get hate. Eh? <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Yeah, Yo. care? Yeah, yeah, caring. <laughs> Who do I ask? Who do I ask? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this quarter because. Tahu shared the story on another episode and I just think that's like, when when he was sharing it I was like oh my god that's so beautiful because I feel like at the end of the day it's about about like connection mm. right and mm. feeling this energy and I actually have been so lucky to work with Shima Jo um, for about a year I think we worked together <laughs> and so I know like a year <laughs> oh my god it's so year. long <laughs> yeah it's so long um, and we worked together in sexual health mm. and I learned so much from you and I have so much respect for you for your mahi, but also your heart and your integrity in the work. And I don't think many people have that in the field that we both come from. Mm. Um, but tell us a little bit about the mahi that you do outside mm. of that world. When, and I think we don't actually, a lot of us don't know about it. Like mm. we don't even know it's a thing, but I know for myself coming from a very conservative community, I would have so needed that as mm. a kid, you know what I mean? So yeah, if you, if you feel comfortable, share mm. a little bit about you, the mahi that you do on the side. Yeah, so I'm not doing it at the moment because I have a full-time gig now. Oh my God, it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Getting paid is nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's always nice. Eh? It's always yeah. nice. Yeah. Not doing your own taxes is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, But I miss it. Um, what I did for a while was um, I was a somatic sex educator. Um, and I used those words very intentionally because a lot of my... Um, peers who did the same trainings as me would call themselves different things like a pleasure coach or a um, sex therapist. Uh, mm. The word therapist being in quote marks because I think I think people assume that you're going to be a talk therapist when you mm. say the word therapist. So I leaned away from the word therapist because what we do is um, somatic, meaning like up your body. So mm. helping you connect to your body so that you can have a better sex life, whether that's with yourself or with other people. Um, just in general. So I think as society, we we are very disconnected to our bodies. And maybe now in the last like five or 10 years, there's been more of conversation about mindfulness, such a fun word, mindfulness or like embodiment or somatic practices. Um, I was like, where was all this when I was training? Nobody wanted to like, anyway. <laughs> of it. Yeah. They're like, what is this weird shit? Now everyone's like, oh, let's do a mindfulness course. But the point is that it's, I think it's getting more uh, more in the like common speech of like, let's get connected to our bodies. But I think, yeah, it's so to answer your question, um, somatic sex education, it was basically just like sessions where it would be like therapy, but 
we just sit, we do breathing exercises. I find out from the person like what it is that they're wanting to like work on or expand on because you don't have to like go to a sex therapist or a sex coach or a pleasure coach just because something's wrong. You could oh. go just because you want to expand your pleasure in your life because I don't know, people, everybody, I used to think it was just like cis women or women in general or femme people who live their lives without demanding pleasure. But I think it's literally everyone now. So I'm just putting that out. Everybody struggles to ask for pleasure in their lives, no matter who they are. Um, and I think that's quite sad. And I think that stops us from going after other things in our lives as well. If you can be demanding about, and I know that we're demanding can sound really like, ooh, I don't want to be demanding. But it's like, why not? Why can't we be demanding about our sexual pleasure? Because if we can do that, I sincerely think that we can be a bit more assertive about other aspects of our lives as well because mm. that's such a personal thing if you can do that you know you can definitely ask your boss for a raise oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and the boundaries that you learn when you're like learning how to ask for what you want or learning how to give what the other person wants touch wise that boundary setting creating and setting and maintaining is so transferable to all your other relationships sexual or not um, your friendships, your family, um, you just get really good at being like, no, yeah. <laughs> not today, mum. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so powerful. Mm. Learning no. Mm. I feel like you taught me that. Did I? Yeah, because I'm so bad at a no. I don't know. You said no to me before. Oh, I mean, I learned how to say no yeah. through you because Shimujo, like, anytime we'd be at Mahi, I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling like sore. I'm feeling anxious. Mm. I'm feeling this. And they would always be like, well, listen to your body, trust your body, get to know your body. Mm. And I just, I feel like we don't have that a lot in the space. And I think it really like allowed me to connect, to be like, oh, what am I feeling? Mm. And what I realized also is that I was so attuned to feeling pain in my body that I dismissed it, yeah. mm. that I also became quite dismissive of my pleasure. Yeah. And I think we sometimes, especially for like menstruating bodies, for example, I think we do that a lot. We're mm. so disconnected because we're like, oh, it's just pain, pain or whatever it is that we kind of start overlapping mm. this, the, the two but not really knowing. Absolutely, like yeah. in the beginning of sessions, like the first thing I always do is ask people if they're comfortable to breathe together just for mm. a few minutes. It doesn't have to be a crazy breathing thing, just breathe together normally. And then if they wanna do like just a small exercise, we do that together. Um, and I'll lead them through a body scan. And a body scan is like where you breathe into, starting from your feet all the way up to the top of your head, you breathe into every bit. So you picture each bit of your body, you breathe, and you just notice and accept whatever you're noticing. So it's not about like, ooh, oh, I think I'm feeling sore in my knees because yesterday I went for a walk. No, none no. of that. Just, oh, hmm, my knees are a bit, yeah, and moving up. Oh, right. this, oh, pelvis. And then afterwards, I'd be like, so what did you notice in your body, if you want to share? And everybody always starts with pain. They do because, I mean, it's normal to notice your pain in your body. And I'm like, cool. So acknowledging that and being like, what else? What else is there? And after like maybe five or 10 sessions, people sometimes can be like, oh, I noticed like a fuzziness in my somewhere like that they would normally is a very neutral space. Or I noticed like a nice feeling here or there, but it takes practice to not ignore the pain, but just notice it and be like, cool, you're there. I'll just put you aside for a second and see what else is around. And that's ex I'm, like that's amazing that you can do that because so many people can't do that. Thanks to you, Shumajo. Oh, I don't even know you were doing that. That's amazing. <laughs> I now I am. <laughs> well, you talk about me, but I've learned so much from you in that space as well of just being able to like 
be more I don't know what it is that you do but like holding the space for people and being able to like literally when people say hold space I don't think they know really what it means but you can hold space you can hold an entire room of like navy training people <laughs> you can hold a whole room and that is a mm. talent that's a big talent <laughs> It's that it's the Tongan energy. I yes. Like <laughs> no. Absolutely. You bring that with you. We're in yeah. every room that you go into. Every single person knows your Tongan. I feel like as Maori and Pacifica, we're just so proud. Yes. We're like, hi, I'm Tongan. Yes. Oh, hi, I'm Tongan. Now yes. like, hi, I'm Maori. Like, it's yeah. just like it's something we do so organically, eh? And it's what gives you power and strength. Totally. You know. Like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what do you? So obviously we're talking about pleasure and pain and whatnot, but like, I think the reason why so many of us don't talk about this like pleasure and pain and what feels good in our bodies and whatnot which then kind of correlates into sex is mm. is i think the shame aspect mm. so like if someone would ask me like what is shame mm. i honestly wouldn't even know how to describe it because i'm just like if you could feel my body when talking about this topic i feel it even now sitting mm. talking about sex which is wild because it was my job for so long but like how would you describe shame well can I ask, and you feel free to say no. Yeah. What are you noticing in your body when we, now that we're talking about shame? Like, is anything, can you feel something specifically in your body? Oh yeah, my tummy always drops. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I think that's religious trauma. Yeah. <laughs> but noticing that drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where is it? It's yeah. in your tummy. Yeah. What does it feel like? Like, does it literally feel like it's dropping? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, um, the, uh, the I think the fear of talking about something mm. that, for so long you get told not mm. to talk about and so like i can only i can only share like oh, that's how i feel yeah yeah to this day as a grown woman mm. i'm like oh yeah i like get a little bit like oh and then i'm like okay let's do this we got it exactly but still it's still in my back of my mind like oh what if my auntie sees this what yes. if my dad sees this what if my uncle sees this like right. you know like the shame aspect of being judged um is still really strong it is this massive like I'm in an awkward situation. My anus clenches. Oh, always. <laughs> 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 or like I see like a scrape. If somebody's like scraped their knee and I can see the like little blood things, my anus. <laughs> 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 That's a noticing. Yeah. You know, do you have anything that you ever notice that your body does when you feel a certain way? Um. <laughs> Get hard. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably one. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I do that like clinch thing mm. if I am at heights. Yep. Does that oh. to me? Yeah, like, oh mm. shit. Yeah. Um, mm. Nothing else really. There's not like, maybe, oh, maybe like, um, like butterflies, mm, get butterflies yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. like when I'm, I get this feeling like when I'm diving, cause I do a lot of free cool. diving and stuff. And when I'm like dropping back into the water, um, after a long time being away from the morning, I'm like, yes, all the way mm. on the way down. And it's like, oh. I feel like light and warm. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. There's a couple of things I get. No, yeah, those are yeah. good feelings. Yeah, yeah. And that's amazing because those are nice feelings. Yeah. And like we were just saying, it's really easy to notice the uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe not easy, but it's more top of the, you know, consciousness. Oh, mm. I feel this, you know? That's really cool that you can feel that in your body when it's nice. Often we only can distinguish, like you said, you get hard. Like we can only distinguish like sensations in our body when it is sexual. And yeah. so a lot of the work that I think is really important to do when you're talking about sex and pleasure is noticing 
non-sexual pleasurable feelings yeah. as well because then sex isn't such a scary thing right. if you're in a relationship and you've been together a while and like you people say the words like high sex drive low sex drive like i i lean away from those words because it sounds really definite like definitive right. like oh that's it that's it's, it's always going to be i'm yeah. somebody with low sex drive or i'm somebody with high sex drive and that's it yeah it sounds very final um but when you're thinking about uh, like having a connection with somebody and you're wanting to have the same sexual energy or the se sexual needs or desires it's very un uncommon i think for two people to be in the exact same place at the exact same time yeah. hey, so it's really hard so like whether you're casually sleeping with people if you're asexual and you're not sleeping with people but you're wanting like other sexual contact or other romantic or platonic contact all the way to like you know being monogamous and having sex all the time with your partner or not having sex all the time i think it's quite unreasonable to expect both people to always be on the same page but we do and why and like that i think causes a lot of the the issues that people would come to a sex therapist for because yeah. they're like oh my partner doesn't want to have sex as much or oh, i want to have way more what's wrong with me and like i think at the end of the day everyone's always asking the same question was am i normal <laughs> like right. am i okay am i a weirdo like right. what's wrong with me like this other person must be normal but i must be the weirdo right. um so yeah it's, that links into shame for me in my mind where we're like oh i must be a freak because I don't want this, or I do want this, or it's too much, or it's too little. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does shame? It feels like uh, like a responsibility kind of thing, mm. eh? especially in partnerships. Like it can be vice versa, where like you feel responsible to please them, mm -hmm. or you feel like they should feel responsible for pleasing you. Expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like I know the exact thing you're talking about because me and my fiance often don't match mm. an energy mm. like where it's like i'm like yeah i'm ready yeah when you are yeah and then she'll be like nah mm. or sometimes be the other way around or it'll be things like we'll be during the act like fucking mm. and then be like you're not feeling this mm. and then we'll be like nah <laughs> they're like yeah get off that's so cool that you can name that in that moment and that you guys are so tight and close that you can be like, yeah. that's fucking cool. Like so many people like keep doing the sex and they're like, ooh, I don't, ooh, you know, nah, like I'm not feeling like, it. Yeah. Nah, but they're not like, honest. Oh, this ain't even worth it. Yeah. yeah. What are we up to? You're right. If it's not phenomenal, it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> because this is such a beautiful yeah. thing and like my favorite, like yeah. one of my favorite things that like I, I want that that energy matching moment mm. yeah that's the moment you yearn for and so when it's there's other times where you know there's just it's just fun and mm. you're not trying to expect fucking mind-blowing sex mm -hmm. but when that mind-blowing sex sneaks up on you and it happens you're mm. like this is it this, this is, is the yeah. moment that's that <laughs> shit yeah that's that shit that's yeah. so beautiful and really like like I said it before, it's very cool to have that open communication with your partner. And at the end of the day, that's all any of these issues or problems or queries or wonderings need is just talking, right. <laughs> communicating about it. Because otherwise honestly, you don't know. Yeah. Honesty. You don't, you know, you can be with someone for 90 years and I promise you, you will still not know what they're thinking. Right. You may think you do, 
but you don't. Right. You never know what that person's thinking in that moment or wanting or needing. Mm. You only know if they tell you, yeah. <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it seems like such an easy fix hey. to just like be like, I don't want to, or yeah. I do want to, or like, let's stop, let's start. It's so mm. simple, or like, I don't feel that way today. Yeah. But it's so hard to voice. Is that because of the ego? Like embarrassment, feeling like, uh, again, shame, yeah. like to be like, oh, I'm not pleasuring my partner. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not meeting the expectation yeah. that I have in my head. Yeah. Like, I feel like the ego plays in that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I often hear like a lot of my girlfriends say like, oh, but my, I, I don't say that like I fake it. I mm -hmm. fake an orgasm or whatever it is. And, and, and while they're having sex with their partner. I can't and believe you'd do something like that. <laughs> Like, well, that's because a bit of shame. Feel, that's that's shame, a little bit right? of shame. It's right. feeling ashamed. Yeah. And also, like, preempting the fact that their partner's not also going to respect them enough to mm. receive that in a respectful and way. And not take it and personally. And not take it personally. Yeah. But, like, to learn and to communicate with each other. Well, like, when you see somebody or a people or a community or whoever, you always have to look at their history. You always have to look at what's come before and what has happened to this person before. Yeah. It's the same for, like, so many things but it's the same with sex like if you look at a person and you're like why are they faking an orgasm you have to look at the systems of oppression that have made them feel like they can't ask for the pleasure that they want mm. which is why they would do that like i faked orgasms my entire life i had sex with men my entire life and i think i had maybe like a handful out of the what 15 years of sex that i had with with men so like that's that's very common statistic out of the people i've right. talked to like it's it, for me, it was, I, I'm like, cast my mind back to when I was straight. I'm like, <laughs> what, what was that like? I have put it in a cupboard and put it over there. Do you think straight women fake more than anyone else? I don't know. I mm. feel like just people do if they're not feeling comfortable to ask for what they want. Like, yeah. It's just on your background and the way you can communicate, really. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it's got, there's two things. It's like, if we're talking about straight sex, which is not the only sex there is no. but it like it's definitely a dynamic that people do have i mean queers definitely have a lot of issues when it comes to sex stuff but i think because they've queered their sex and it's more than just penis and vagina yeah it can be penis and vagina but it's like also can be more than that mm. um they have different problems <laughs> but right. if we're talking about straight people problems <laughs> when there's a penis involved and, and 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 like a cis guy and a cis woman I think the majority of the cases that I, people that I talked to, that was the combination. And so people with penises, like straight cis men, erections is such a huge thing. Like, and the fear of losing an erection or the, the shame associated with losing an erection mm. when actually- Or not being able to get it Or not being able to get it up. So either losing it too fast or not being able to get it up at all or not being able to come like having an erection for too long and then like some people can't like they'd, they'd be hard for ages and like not be able to come unless like maybe they did something else that wasn't just like vaginal sex mm. um and all of those things comes with not talking about what feels good right right, right. but also the shame that's put on people with penises to be able to perform right. in a certain way for a certain amount of time yeah. in this particular way there's no acknowledgement of the fact that uh, many people masturbate mm. into their hand or a toy that feels astronomically different to inside a person's body yeah why are we expecting it to be the same mm. so if you're used to masturbating a lot and then you have sex with somebody 
and it's not and it's not the same pressure mm. and it's not the same like texture or whatever it is of course it's going to feel different and of course it might feel better it might feel like more like you want to come or less like you want to come mm. whatever it is it's not going to be the same so i think an acknowledgement of the fact that what you said before about expectations we also put that on our genitals yeah to perform right. <laughs> i wonder what it's right. like for two cis men who are, who, who mm. are in a relationship yeah. sexual relationship what that would look like mm. around pleasure and mm. just pleasure. good porn yeah gay Some porn good yes. ethical gay porn yes. with real actors we need to have a list of ethical real porn sites we need ethical <laughs> porn sites out here so we can recommend people because it's like do you know any ethical porn sites not off the top of my head but yeah. maybe i can have a look and send some through yeah that would be cool but to you don't like porn. ask for like ethical superhero movies <laughs> hey like where those make sense true you know so That's this is an interesting thing so why yeah. why do you why are we putting um why why would we put porn in the same category as superhero movies because it's just fiction and and what else mm, actors well what do you go to the movies for entertainment yeah so no, it's entertainment no. wait to get me the fuck i'm straight putting on the spot yeah yeah entertainment right so if porn if we're viewing porn as entertainment isn't that all it is? It's not yeah. education. It's and, not. But some people use it as education. Absolutely, because right. like a only... lot of people use it for yeah. education. Yeah. My people. Oh, my first thing, the first time I ever saw sex was porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And like, why? That's not our fault. That's yeah. You know, like it's the industry of porn used to be a lot hard, harder to find as well. Yeah. You used right. to have to find your dad's Playboys under the fucking yeah. house or something like, yeah. or you just, ooh, in the, in the sealed section in the gas station. Now it's like so readily available and also not made ethically. And if it's free when you're watching it, what does that mean about the people who made it and the work that they're doing? Cause it's real work that they're doing. It's a job. Are they getting paid? Mm. I don't know. I didn't pay for this. So mm. how would I know that, that they're getting paid? I don't know. So they're probably not. Like that kind of stuff. All those as well. things play a part in it. Hey. Yeah. But like, if you're looking at education, then because we all know how young you are when you first find mm, porn, mm. Right? like fucking kids. Yep. Young, young kids yep. are finding porn. When do you introduce it? It has to be at school. When do you introduce sex ed? Yeah. Oh, you're speaking my <laughs> language. No, but actual <laughs> sex, not like, not just the word this is vagina this is mm. penis this is how a baby's reacting yeah show me fucking like mm. yeah because that's what all these little 40 like 14 year old me mm. i had sex at 14 yeah you know yeah i don't know what the fuck to do mm. what yeah. what did people do before there was internet and tv try figure it out mm. yeah 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 but then that, that leads to a lot of unsafe it does practice mm. and uneducated mm. uninformed that's STIs, because I didn't know about STIs either. Mm. And I thought condoms were just to pr practice, um, just to practice so you didn't get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. So, so a lot of people don't know that condoms have a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> they're yeah. the only- Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. Yeah. And they're the only real thing that can act, other than abstinence, which isn't realistic for a lot of people. Yeah that it's literally a barrier between yeah. your body and the other person's body and there's dental dams and stuff as well but like like if you're having sex and you want to be protected from stis get tested regularly for a start mm -hmm. um but barriers it's like just the only thing eh? like mm -hmm. to like it just makes sense it's something yeah. it's like a shield between your body and their body 
but also getting tested because so many, like most STIs are asymptomatic, which is, you just don't know that you don't have any symptoms. Mm. So how would you know? It's not like a cold where like, oh, I've got a runny nose. You just have it and you wouldn't know. So get, if you're having sex on the regular, just getting tested every now and then, every three months, every year, if you're in a long distance, uh, in a long-term relationship is good. But like that shame about getting tested, Another that's shame. the problem, yeah. right? Like why, like people listening to us be like, yeah, I'm never getting tested. Like fair, I used to be like that as well. But yeah. like, that's what, why? Why are you feeling like that? Like, is that because you're feeling like you're going to shame yourself for going mm. to get tested? Even though you know that maybe it could be something good to do, even if you don't have one, better to just know. Yeah. <laughs> so just like creating that like destigmatizing, normalizing, which I think we're slowly I creeping so towards, but mm -hmm. it's very slow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we are getting better. I mean, like, there's so many places now that are talking more about it mm. um, and are really wanting to make it a little bit more safer for people mm. to talk about it. And not just educational, but enjoyable. Enjoyable. And I think like when we talk about sex in general, general, we often just focus on pregnancy and mm. STIs. <laughs> we don't be like, oh, like this is how you this, like it. This is how yeah. you enjoy it. Like this mm. is what it's about. And I think like, I, I think also like learning what feels good for you. Yeah. And like I know a lot of when I was growing up, all my friends. Like we, all the guys would talk about like masturbating, mm. but for us girls, we're like, no, we don't do that. Mm. Girls don't do that. Like yeah. you know what I mean? All lying. All lying. Yeah. All lying. <laughs> but like all of, that's all. It's so fucking important. Yeah. But yeah. it all comes down to shame. It is, and, and not yeah, and not knowing like how you want to be touched. So how would you explain that to somebody else? Yeah if you don't know what feels good for yourself. And that's a lot of pressure to put on someone as well, to so be like, how do you like to be touched? Oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> in the moment, like, yeah. fuck, I don't know. Try yeah. something and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah. And that's okay too. I think there needs to be space for that. I think a lot of conversations around consent and sex is like, you can only do something if you know exactly know what the, the other person is like. Well, sometimes you're figuring it out together, especially yeah. if it's your first few sexual experiences. It needs to be a safe environment for you to play and experience and experiment and be like, oh, no, not that one. Can you go back to what you're doing before? Mm. That was nice. Or, oh, I think I'm done for now. Like, I think this, we've, the, the, yeah, we've, we've done it for today. Like, let's yeah. try again another time because your body's not always gonna be feeling like it. And mm. that's what we were saying before about partners not having, being in the same space. Um, mm. This is from um, this book, Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. Really oh, good book so about good sexual pleasure and so stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But the way she talks about it is really cool. Um, instead of thinking like high drive or low drive, which like I said, sounds very final. Um, thinking about it like if somebody's got a low drive, what are the things that are, what are the breaks? What are your sexual breaks? What are the things that are stopping you from feeling aroused right now? Mm. Is it you're tired? Is it that you, like have, you know, you've got a hundred things to do. You're the ma major carer of the kids and you know that there's like thousands of things you have to do. Mm. Or is it you're really stressed? It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe, you know, you've got thrush. I don't know. Like there's some million things it could be. Or maybe you've got very, very, very sensitive accelerators and a lot of things turn you on very easily. Mm. That could be misconstrued as like having a high sex drive or having a low sex drive. But your brakes are just really sensitive or your accelerator is really sensitive. Right. So c talking to each other, even, I know it sounds nerdy, but like making a list together of what is your brakes or what you could call turnoffs, mm. or what are your accelerators or your turn-ons. Compare them and be like, oh man, I feel, and this is a personal one, I my genitals are really, really 
turned on and happy not even in a sexual way just in a sensation way after a hot shower wow. like they're warm and they're tingly and i can feel them that might be a good time to have sex if i haven't been wanting to have sex recently and like i want to but my body's not doing what i want it to do so maybe creating the environment where it's like a nice environment for me to want mm. to feel turned on maybe that would help you know yeah. instead of just being like it's late at night this is normally when we have mm. sex i'm exhausted yeah all yeah. these things but this is what people do i see them do it in the movies yeah. <laughs> the movies are real <laughs> i feel that way about baths yeah oh my gosh baths just yeah, like a hot bath. Put candle. it on your list. It sounds so cheesy yeah. and so typical, but, but it just, oh, I love it. It makes me feel really good. I mean, it's cheesy for a reason. It's it is cheesy. I'm a cheesy gal. Exactly. So. <laughs> cheesy gal. So you're communicating about what those things are for each other instead of being yeah. frustrated like with each that, other. That language, like accelerators and brakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a good book. I highly recommend for anybody to read. Cool. It's just about arousal and how it's, it's like different. Yeah, yeah. Yes, good, good. Yeah, so who that. loves a good audible? Listening yeah. while you're driving. Yeah, extra. and you'll be like, "Yes, those are my brakes." Yeah. <laughs> I am hard right yes. now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 accelerators and brakes. Fuck! I think I'm on the sensitive side of accelerators. Mm. Where um, I can anything hot day, <laughs> like it could be like, oh. you know, because I could have like times where. Like, get off me i'm too hot mm. or like i'm so hot i want to get hot and sweaty mm. so it's like real mood dependent mm. um yeah yeah marmataka mm. that's a thing for me yeah Ooh. yeah like actual like rako nui like that's like i feel like my dick's the biggest on that thing <laughs> yeah. for some reason like, like, yes. yeah, and, and it makes so much sense like rako nui like i was like is this why they named it rako nui because maybe thick, big nui yeah, like, yeah no, it's not why. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, my Jupiter knew that's yeah. why, yeah. But there's things like that with the full moons and things where I'm always more mm. um, keen to mm. to think about. Yeah, I'm just way more accelerated mm. in those times. Love that. Well, our body's made of water and the moon draws the water. Right, low it's, tide, high tide. It's, it pulls you, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Literally. All of it. <laughs> It just shows how connected we all are, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, mm. I think like trusting on, and like listening to your body, but also like experiencing the environment around mm. you and like what's happening. I often think like about how someone who has experienced really high stress, what their sex drive mm. would look like or what yeah. their sex, like a pleasure or what shame would look yeah. like. And whether it's a stress reliever or added stress. Added stress. Some people, I get really freaky when I'm stressed, whereas mm. some people oh my God, that's the biggest turn off. They need to be relaxed. But I'm like, when I'm stressed, I'm like, oh get God, I need to me. get it out. Yeah. Like, so, oi, if you're different to your partner in that sense, really good to communicate about that yeah. <laughs> because one would be expecting something at a certain time yeah. and then the other would be like, hell no. Do you my even know me? Hangover day. <laughs> hangover day. Yeah, yeah, like hangover, like especially right. if you got on the piss hard the night before and you don't like, wake up hangover. Yeah. All I want to do is lie in bed all day hey. and just... <laughs> be with Jay, yeah, Aww. like cuddles. Just cuddles? Yeah, and then like, just <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm the most like annoying prick, like Oy. I must be so annoying to her, but like all night, I'm just like, every time I touch her, and then she'll be like, get off! But I'm pretty good at taking the get off, but sometimes I'll push it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's where like consent changes with relationships. Cause like, you know, with consent for like, in early days, you asked, can I kiss you? Mm. And I do this and I do that. But consent, like, slowly, 
a depth where you guys both understand what your consent is. But it's like a good reminder too where no mm. should still mean no. Oh, mm. Always. But yeah. at the same time, it's like sometimes no is yes. Like when, um, like when they're like, no, stop. But they mean it. She means like, go harder. Because you've obviously communicated that with it. You know each other You know more. each other. Mm. And this is that, I'm that's, not talking to you no, guys no, no, that no, say no, your no, partner. No, no, no. <laughs> You're talking about a relationship where you know like the little things yeah. that, yeah, yeah. But then sometimes it might actually be, you know, you stop. Yeah, yeah. So mm. it's a really hard, um, consent's a really hard thing to kind of navigate. Mm. Um, being in relationships, being in anything really. Mm. I, I think like um, I love like how um, our my team that Shmujo's um, still a part of like we always say like people always think about sh- consent really robotically mm. and people are like oh can I do this can I do that and we're always like make it sexy make mm. it fun like yeah. you know what I mean like and, and add it in ways that are going to work for you guys like the communication be sexy like, yeah right. and the communication is sexy and I wonder what it would be like in those moments where you're like feeling it and you're like ah oh, I want to see if she's also in the mood like if you were to ask in a very cute way like what kind of different response you might get right like even though it's like oh it's a bit weird to do to ask like we've been together for how many years but like sometimes that's quite romantic right don't 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 uh switch it up yeah nobody likes the same shit all the time switch it up switch it up be a different person should be oh who are you (laughs) 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 not talking anymore Yeah. And then she just starts swinging it. No. Like, Fuck out of my head. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Well, it's just spark things up, make it a little bit spontaneous, right? right? Mm. I think that also like changes a little bit when we can like experience different things and then different feelings and mm. all of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's really important what you're talking about in long term relationships for consent to feel difficult and for it to feel like, but I know what the other person wants. Like why would yeah. I ask? We know each other so well. She says this, but really she means this. And like being able to have those conversations with your partner and like actually talking about what you just said and being like, hey, so when you say this, like I'm pretty sure this is what you mean, yeah. but I just want to double check. Yeah, like, right. And just like having those open communications mm. because like the worst thing that can happen is that you're told that you got something wrong and then you just know for next time. Yeah. And if there's no like negative repercussion for having that kind of convo, then everybody wins yeah why not have it eh? just have it like yeah. just ju- just double checking because yeah. like in the moment sometimes yeah everybody like oi with my i had two cats <laughs> and i am constantly breaking their consent <laughs> constantly we can learn so much from cats i know this sounds really dumb but like about touch you know uh, you try and touch a cat and they're like yeah. boundary and you're like yeah. boundary. Yeah. <laughs> i have to learn so hard not to pick them up because and like after i don't pick them up for a while they're coming to me. Yeah. They're like, give me pets. I'm like, okay, now you want it. Okay. But like, it's, it's really hard when you, when you like, you think that you think, you know what the other person's feeling. And that's why I said at the beginning, like you can be someone for 90 years and you still don't know Mm. what they're fucking thinking. I can promise you. (laughs) It's hard though, because you're connected and you want to feel like you're super connected. But at the end of the day, you are still two separate people with different needs and different and that will change throughout your relationship in 10 years your things might be the opposite Mm. you might be the high breaks Mm. person who knows and like being okay with that change as well um yeah it's really sex is about just staying fluid eh? Mm. and open and honest and just having fun and having fun oh yeah i forgot about that yeah Yeah, (laughs) that's the best honestly that's like i hate like 
the education system for like mm. false advertising or like fear mongering. Mm. Like teachers should make it really clear. Like it's fun. Six, by the way, because the fuck is wicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but then they'll okay. think you're tricking them, and then they won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh shit, it's probably something yeah. really bad about yeah, it. The if they're telling them to do it. And then they picture the teachers, and they're like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to round up. Oh, yeah. We have to finish yes, up. Yes, but um, I love that we've ended on the fact that sex is to be enjoyed. Mm. That pleasure is really important mm. to navigate the difference between pleasure and pain. Whether mm. you like sometimes, mm. some people like it kind um, of together. Yeah, yeah that, and that's all good too. But like really listening to your body, communicating, but also communicating with yourself, mm. communicating and knowing what works for you. I think like that's really important to end on a note of like trying to find the joy mm. in all of this. Like these, it's not just to do it. It's you always circle back the joy. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I love joy. It just brings back to like what makes you feel yeah. good and what, yeah. you know, what connects you. And if you don't know what that is, then, you know, there's ways to find out connecting with your body finding out like taking some deep breaths just sitting with yourself absolutely mindfulness is a weird word but like taking the time to masturbate with yourself and not be about orgasm having sex without it not being about orgasm sounds crazy but you learn a lot about what feels good if you're not pushing for orgasm all the time make a time separate time to have orgasm sex maybe it might be right after (laughs) but right before it's like this time to this time we're just gonna play and we're just gonna see what feels nice because if you don't know then you don't know how to ask for it later. Mm. So if you don't try and find out what that is in a non-pressured environment, it's very hard to do it in a orgasm pressured environment. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of us think of orgasms mm-hmm. when we're in. Why not? They're great. They are great, yeah. but we, we're always thinking of it. And sometimes yeah. that like can. That's the goal. That's the goal. But actually, it's just to feel. It's one of those feelings. Good. It's one of the one of the nice bits of sex. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Shima Jo. I just love that you're here with us and you're amazing. And I think it's, it's really important stuff and mm. not talking necessarily, although we have mentioned like education and health, mm. but more so about like really destigmatizing it and taking away shame, acknowledging shame, mm. learning about shame so that we can get to the, the good stuff. The good stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's us. Cool. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Where can people um, find you? Nowhere. I'm Nowhere. Left social media. Yeah, yeah. You're like, <laughs> That's all good. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, guys. We will see you next episode. Kaki te ano.